What's up, everybody? Welcome to Two Nerdy Black Guys, a.k.a. Shooting the Shit with Two Nerdy Black Guys. That's the old title, but we don't call it that anymore, even though I say that with every single episode we do. It is Two Nerdy Black Guys. I'm one of the Nerdy Black Guys. My name is David Majors, also known as DJM. The other Nerdy Black Guy, my co-host, to your internet left, my internet right, Internet sensation from DKG Welp and all things drunk kids gaming. A Mr. King Kaz at Brandon Cooper. What's up, Kazworth? What is up, my good sir? So we're continuing our experiment of uh, of reviewing stuff the, like regular podcasts. Re- yeah, kind of, kind of doing that. Yeah, yeah, and. It went uh, when when we last left our heroes, we talked about we talked about the defenders, Marvel defenders. God, I actually forgot for a second. Jesus Christ! Uh, and this week, Kaz, where this was your idea. We we said mm-hmm. on the last episode, I I tried my hardest to say to to try and talk you out of this, but no, we we went forward with it. And we we watched something, didn't we, Kaz? Yeah, so so we ended up watching the Netflix original Death Note series. Um which is interesting, right? Because it's a take on Death Note in a different form. It's using the uh it's using the story archetype and then it's it's telling its own story with that archetype yes this was an adaptation of the noted uh, anime and manga death note and this is a netflix original uh and what i had realized kaz is that originally when i was seeing people watch it i had thought that it was a series but it turned out it was actually a feature-length film and i have some thoughts on that just to start off when mm-hmm. it comes to anime adaptations, I've always been of the belief that they're a lot easier to adapt and interpret if you give them a series as opposed to a film. So for me, yeah. even though there have been Death Note movies uh, in Japan, for me, so that was already that was a strike. The, that was the thing I was going to come to if, if we got to that. And I guess I guess we'll come to that early, right? Because I kind of want to get this out of the way. I want to get something very, 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 very far out of the way, out of this discussion, right? Because I know neither of us are going to have it. And it's the – it's the – oh, man, they're the – those Americans go again making an – an adaptation of of something Japanese and not having any Japanese people in it, like fuck asses. And look, but they did if have you one. want Death Note with Japanese people in it. It already exists. It's existed for years, motherfuckers. There's actually like three movies, okay, and a miniseries, like, and a miniseries. So Kaz, this I was didn't Netflix. really see. I didn't really see anyone saying that though. About this. Oh no, it happened. No, 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 it happened. You don't you don't pay attention to the internet the way I do. It happened and it happened hard. Well, you um, you you wait in the muck more than I do. Yes. And the reason it happened is because this was announced in the series of a bunch of other movies being announced that 
were adaptations of Asian cultured things that then didn't have white people in it. Ghost in the Shell. Uh, so people were like, this got lumped into that, right? But people who had smarter minds were like, oh, you know what? It's it's that. But then they just went, oh, it's it's American Netflix doing uh, anime. It's going to suck, right? And I kind of almost wouldn't even disagree with that fact, right? Because if you if you take that mindset to it too, you're gonna you're already going to just like disproportion your mind going into this. And that's just not a good way to think about this. I agree. Although in this case, with this movie, there were two Japanese performers. So yeah. it's like, well, okay. Plus, well, see, people will people I think, will look at you. I think everyone knew. Like, I think everyone knew early big. on this wasn't going to be a direct one-to-one adaptation of the no. Death Note franchise because one, it's not a series. This was always a series with episodes and time. Were there movies? Yes, but it was a manga, and then it was an anime with 24 mm-hmm. episodes. So it, the impetus yeah. of these Death Note films, and this one was to squeeze as much of that into a feature-length film. Yeah, so we're, we're I, I, I think, like I said, we want to we wanna kind of tone down and say you take those base elements of what death note is right the the kid finds a book the kid uses the book for whatever purposes to then do thing um now here's the here's the issue and all that right is at its core the director paul weingard pretty much got that yeah, he got that part. So, so here's here's how, how do we want to do this? We want to we want to. I don't, I don't think we need to talk it to death, right? Because I figure anybody who listens to this knows Death Note, right? Um, so I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk you to death about Death Note, right? Um, there's a couple things I wanna I wanna hit on in this series. One is I, I have I have a couple of things too, and and a few things that might surprise some people. Okay, so so here's what I'll do. Number one, I didn't find it that bad. I just found the character adaptations bad. I, well, Kaz, I'm going to say, I think we're pretty much on the exact same page. Yeah, so, I so found, here's where I'll start. You go first, and then I'll, then I'll say something. Because one okay. thing I do want to talk about is light. Because yeah, yeah. That, that's one thing where we might disagree a little bit. So light in what we'll call, we'll just call it the original adaptation. Light in the, in the original adaptation is a genius, right? He is super smart. He's He's five steps ahead of everyone else around him except for his his antagonist L who is about 6 steps ahead of everyone else so he's always one step ahead of light um and the 
the problem in being is you get to this series and they start to paint out as being really, really smart. And then he just ends up not being very smart or as smart as I would want him to be. Okay. I, I want to go back to light for a second because I think yeah. that the movie, this adaptation did one thing regarding light, light Turner instead of light Yagami that I think actually kind of worked because okay. too often there are lots of people that have seen Death Note and are fans of Death Note. They do one thing that really, really irritates me. And the point of Death Note and the point of Light, the main character, is that he is a protagonist. He is the main character, but he is not a hero. He, no. He's uh, not... Yeah. A, He's not a hero. He's not a likable character. He's a protagonist. He's the main character. But I have never seen Light as a character to root for like a lot of people do. And I think in this case with this movie, Light Turner was good at that. He was the protagonist, uh, but he was not a guy you could root for. He was not a good guy, as it were. So, so I like Light from the the original Death Note adaptation um, because I like how smart he is. I like his genius. I like I like the fact that over the course of the series, he becomes a bad guy rather than him starting out as one. I can understand that, but at the same time, you just mentioned a lot of the reasons why I don't like him is yeah, because yeah. he was he was so smart, it made him wildly arrogant. And mm -hmm. when he got the death note, over time he developed the god complex. And yeah. that that made him to me he started bad and ended up even worse. And but I, I, in in the case of this movie he just kind of started at the beginning for the lack of a better term a fuckboy and he never really changed. So I respect that they kept that level of the character. Uh in the case of L, in the case of L Mm -hmm. I thought L has always kind of maintained a certain level of consistency uh, throughout various adaptations of Death Note. In the in this movie, I thought he was okay. Actually, I thought he was pretty much on point until yeah. the third. I, act. I, I, until the third act, I liked him. I thought L, yeah, uh, the dude that portrayed L, he pretty much got it right, and, and it was directed well, and, and all of that. Until the third act, but uh, we'll, we can talk about the third act later because I think we really do need to talk about the third act a lot. I I find it interesting, right? Um, is 
So they like they start out with both characters really, really well written. Um L is a really smart kid. See, there, there's also the thing, right? Like L was really smart, but wasting his potential kind of, but he was still really smart. Um, whereas you, you kind of have this thing with L in the original series is he's smart. He knows what his potential is. He just doesn't know what to do with it. And finding the death note is like, it's, it's just interesting. It's just kind of interesting how it works. And, L does really well for most of this series, like you said, until you kind of, like you said, you get to the latter half and he loses himself, which is just, to me, bad American writing because the character who has no emotion has to show emotion at some point. That's just how American writing works. You can't have the character who doesn't show emotion never show emotion and still have it be a good character because it just doesn't work that way, unfortunately, right? Um, the, the great thing about the original series to me that, that you, you, you kind of talk about is, um, I, I like the two archetypes of light and L in the original series because of the fact that light is this character who goes, whose, whose name is light, but he goes further into the dark. Right. And, and L is just this kid who sits at this precipice and just doesn't know what to do like he just has all this potential he's he's using it in in many ways but he comes up to a challenge that he doesn't necessarily know how to take um and for me that's a good thing i i I like when characters like this are challenged because it's good to see how they react Uh, i appreciate that in this adaptation, the writer and director opted to go in a different direction and really, really, really challenge the L character. I, I like that. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if this was the right way to go. I, I agree with yeah. you when it, that that it's an American adaptation, and and I do have some things to say about that too, uh, just regarding the director and just the direction of the movie and how it all went. I I would have liked them to go in another direction in the case of L and Watari and just how all of that played out. The, the Watari thing, right? It, that part so makes me sad, right? Because it almost, it almost to a certain extent is just, it's more bad American writing, right? Because L right, well, is so let, let me throw this about let me throw this one at you. Okay. Rather than L and Watari, how did you feel about Light and his dad? I felt like that's a good adaptation turn, right? Um I I I get that part of it. That part of it makes sense. Um, because in the, in the anime, the relationship between Light and his father was really not the same. Yeah. And, and I would actually say uh, this was actually an improvement in, in that regard, in my opinion. Yeah, like, 
Hmm. You got me thinking now. <laughs> Good. Good. Um, Let me know what's so, on your mind, Cass. Here's my thing, right? Um, I, I the thing I like about about Ellen Light in the original adaptation is the turn, right? Um, the turn. What do you mean, the turn? So, 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 Light starts out in in this adaptation and in the original with a. Uh, um, he starts out with this intent. Uh, he he starts out with this intent of of righteousness, right? Of doing the the right thing. Uh, and what happens is, light goes into the dark. Um, he 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 goes into the dark and he starts to use it for his own purposes, other than just he um, goes out of control. Yeah, yeah. Um, even even out of control of the own rules that he set for himself, right? Um, but and there's a little bit of this in here, like with with, with like you said in the last act, where he kind of he kind of shows that genius that that light has in how he gets the book back, like in in how he he just super super just thought about that. Um, so the part we got to talk about like, Mia a little bit later too. Yeah, I got we'll, yeah, we, uh, okay. All right, wait. Let me let me get this her. out and we'll talk about Mia. Um, so you come to that turn. Light and his dad in this series, perfect, right? Perfect turn on that adaptation. You um, know, I love the father son stuff. You know, I love that. Yeah, I think L L and Light are supposed to kind of be this cat and mouse. But they just never get there, right? They just, um, like, they just never get to the point of being light and L, right? Because light and L have this uh, this cat and mouse thing because they're chasing each other, right? Because light is trying to get L's name, and L is trying to catch light. But then there's also the thing that that you come around to that. Um, they're also like, because they're so smart and they don't, they don't know any other people like them. They form a bond and a kind of a friendship and they just, they're, they're, it's such a really interesting dynamic between them, but you never get to have that here. Um, No, no. In, in this adaptation, which is why I'm a little disappointed that it was a movie and not a series, uh, because what you just described, it reminded me of my favorite sci-fi series of all time, Star Trek Deep Space Nine. And in Deep Space Nine, in the first episode, you have Captain Ben Sisko and Gul Dukat. And this is something that goes on for seven years uh, in the background, in the foreground. And it, it starts with those two and it ends with those two. They're, they respect one another, but they are adversaries. But they do respect one another. In Death Note, to a certain degree, Light and L respect each other, even mm-hmm. though they are on opposing sides. In this adaptation, and again, it's why I wish this would have been a series and not a film, 
they didn't really have any time to flesh out the relationship and the rivalry between Light and L because it was a feature yeah. film length and not a series. So I, I see where you're coming from on that. It's something that was missed, but again, they probably just crunched for time. This Wait, is another I, one of those that, that for for what it lot. was, for what it was, I really do think it could have been significantly better as a series rather than a movie. Mm-hmm. Because in the in the anime, there's almost a point where where they always almost one up each other, right? They always almost uh, get get each other but then they never do and you have all these moments right and it's really interesting and that's kind of the the pull of that series is is will light get l's name will l catch light before he gets his name like but here and it seemed in like the they last were, act just, they wanted to do that but it was all kind of squeezed into the second and third act and it really in the third act it all just kind of went bonkers yeah like it it starts off really really well man it starts yeah. off so good honestly um, yes the the first like half of the movie i was really shocked at like how not terrible the story and the direction was going like the the character light was put together well Kira was put together well. Light's father being a cop. Light getting the death note. Uh, I don't know about him being uh, a fuckboy in high school, but we'll we'll get to that because we're, we're, <laughs> yeah. we're also going to talk about Mia. Oh, God, Kaz, do we have to talk about Mia? So, oh, yeah, shit. so Mia comes up differently. Once again, because this is a, a, a movie and not a series, she comes up differently than she comes up in the series. Um, Mia, of course, is the adaptation of Misa Amane. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, so late for a little while has to like, he has to put on a good face in the original adaptation because he's trying to help El catch, um, Kira, and which is that 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 other interesting dynamic, right? Um, that we never get. And somehow Mia gets a hold of the book, right? Uh, through through wacky anime antics, she gets a hold of the book, um, which I think in the in the series works a little bit better. That whoever has the book can then see the um, can see Ryu, the 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 Deathbringer, or uh, what are they called? Shinigami. The Shinigami. Um, because here you have to have the book for a certain amount of time before you can see it. But then it also says like, but then L only had it for a day and he could see him. Right. And there's just weird things that they took liberties with here um, that I think were used badly. Uh, so she kind of become she's already like super into Kira, right? Like she's, she's a Kira follower. Um, so having this book, she knows she has to get it back to Kira so that he can continue to do his work. She finds out who Kira is and does that and kind of becomes his right-hand man for a little while and almost a tool to L. I mean, to and life. And then she decides she wants the book for herself. Right. So they do that and here. Kaz, refresh my memory for me. 
we saw Mia in this movie, and wow, she she was just all about the killing. She was super into the killing. Yeah, refresh so my memory, Kaz. Was Misa Amane like that in the anime? Because I just all I remember is her being just kind of ditzy and wearing gothic Lolita, and, and being super kinda, obsessed with light. She's kind of ditzy, and she's super. She is super obsessed with light, but the thing is, is because she's super obsessed with him because she's Kira, and she believes in the thing that he does a lot. So that's why she lets him use her so much. But when it gets to the point that she realizes she's only being used and she's never going to get that love back, that's when that even darker side of her comes out in the series. So, But um, it wasn't like that in this movie. No, because you have to speed all of that up, right? So she's the... Which, none of this makes sense. Right to this, how they they design this character in here, right? So she she's a cheerleader who just clearly does not want to be a cheerleader, right? Like she's like black haired, like doesn't want to be there, has an attitude, smoking, like all this stuff. Um, she has no cheery facade about her, which is the the cool thing about Misa is she has this kind of cheery facade about her that that can like. Um, that can set people off, and then they're just like, "Oh, she's she's harmless," but she's actually really, 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 really like dangerous under it all. Um, so this chick here, Mia, she she was she was kind of looking for an excuse to just go off on people, from what I could tell. She she was unhappy. And then hooking up with Light, finding out he's Kira, it really Whoa. gave her an opportunity to lash out. And then she saw an Which opportunity is- to get the Death Note herself. Okay, so here's the, here's the other thing here, right? Here's the other thing. Let, let's take a walk into the shoes a little bit of, of someone like Light. At what point do you just see someone and you instantly go, hey, guess what? I could kill anyone right now and just hope that they're okay with that. Right. Like, and just hope that they're just like, oh, okay. Yeah. No. All right. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, no, dude, no. Uh, just, that is not, there's nothing cool about that. So like, that's the other thing, right? The like, way she reacted to that was pretty alarming. Well, no, she and- reacts how anyone would where she's just like okay good for you that's bullshit you're you're probably crazy i'm gonna i'm gonna leave now she dove all the way into it yeah um and they do it for what they think they're supposed to and and at first is the super righteousness and stuff like that um getting rid of the the greatest evils in the world um at first to to know to know like reasoning but then it comes later that they're just like you know what like let's let's put a name behind this let's let's put a reasoning behind this and they do all that and you know it it comes to a point where they just decide to be these death bringers themselves um and that that's the other thing right is you have to understand in in the original Death Note adaptation, Light comes 
into possession of the book um by chance not not necessarily with intent it's because ryuk likes to kind of every once in a while give the book to a person so that they can uh fuck around a little bit and but he always has to get it back right because there's rules to other people having your books um and it it just is super duper odd that they don't touch on any of that right they don't touch on See, any of that and this was something that i'd never thought of until i was watching this uh, you know how light was going through the rules of the book mm-hmm. the thing that i thought of was could i get a lawyer to to go through the rules of the death note and then just you know just to go over the guidelines with Ryuk just uh, that was the thing that popped into my head early on mm-hmm. when Ryuk showed up with light and light got the book and he was like jeez there's so many rules i i thought to myself if i were to get the death note the first thing i would do is call a lawyer that's what yeah. i would do but possibly see, also- phoenix right the, also, the other thing in this, right, that they don't take from the original adaptation is Ryu kind of is very clear about all the rules in the book. He may not always tell you when they're pertinent, but he's very clear about all the rules in the book, right? Because Light, at some point, he he does it the first couple times. Then he's like, you know what? Let me actually read the fucking rules in here. And he goes through all the rules and he finds out all this other shit. And he's like, hold on. What's this thing mean? What's this thing mean? He's like, oh, this means that. That means this. That means this. You know, Uh, also, yeah, there's the thing that like uh, every time you write a name in the book, it shortens your lifespan a little bit. Like, and he was like, oh, shit. Like, you didn't tell me that. Like, you didn't get to that page. Like, (laughs) um, and then also there's the thing of like, get a lawyer. Yeah. Like, they don't even... There's so many cool things in the anime that they just don't touch on. Like the Shinigami Eye, right? Where you can see someone's name just by looking at them and and how long they have to live. Um, but that shortens your lifespan even further if you use that. So there's just all these things in here that they just never, ever touch on um, that made this series so cool there's all these kind of chest things and rules to this that they just never get to um you just know that there's a lot of rules and know that that there's all this stuff in here but you just never get to any of it which again time constraints which brings me to my thoughts on the movie as a whole okay I looked at the director's history, Adam Wingard, and most of the stuff he'd worked on was kind of B-movie-ish. B-movie-ish. Nothing offensively terrible, but it's not like he's Duncan Jones or Ron Howard. Uh, I'll put it that way. Am I the only one who felt like when there were scenes of violence and gore, it was really, really cheesy? Like it looked really, really bad. There were some, there were some things, directorial wise, that I really have an issue with. Mm-hmm. The choices of music, the high school setting where it was just so 
so teenager. So movie style high school, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, just a positive would be the relationship between Light and his father. That was a positive. But there were things style-wise and just storytelling-wise that I found to be very, very B-movie. And I feel like given the resources that they had, this feels like it could have been directed better, written better. There were some ideas in the movie that were good, and there were some things that really weighed it down. And and it, it just felt like there were points where it was like, oh, this is actually decent. And then there were moments where I was saying, oh, no, it's not. That was just me. What about you? There's so there's moments in here that I thought were good. The the gore stuff I I can see on time constraints and and being kind of cheap like you know, uh you, you can see how that 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 falls into like B movie style stuff. Um I just thought in in certain parts there just could have been better just direction overall to to like character interactions and things like that because everything has to happen so quick here but you just don't ever really get anywhere to me you just don't ever really like hit a great moment with anything and it just feels so flat like and i just really wish it would just like have actually hit on something what in particular what did it miss for you it it like i said the the biggest thing that it missed is the dynamic between light and l um like that that cat and mouse story in the original adaptation is so good it's so great like everything about it is just so amazing but um you you get to this and it's just ham-fisted it's just like hey uh, uh i'm gonna catch you oh uh, you know what i i figured it out it's you but without any real deductive reasoning that we're gonna show like well i don't like, know I, I i think given the time constraints and the play that l made with light's father in the press conference i actually think that made a lot of sense i actually think that worked because L had Light's father go out there and call out Kira. And to Light's credit, he did not kill his father. To his credit. Mm-hmm. Yes, it kind of revealed that, yes, Light is Kira. But at the same time, it showed that Light, despite being kind of a fuckboy, was not a complete monster. Which I could, I could give him a pass on that. I thought that was okay. Yeah, I guess I, 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 I can see how, how that could be the, the thought of that. Like, I don't know. It's just, there's so much here that like, I wish there was more of, but it, it it's not bad. There's, there's nothing bad about it. There, there is the air that there is something that existed before it that I think is better with with this rule set and this storyline but other than that i just i i enjoyed i enjoyed my what hour and a half i think 
of, of however long this is, about an hour, uh, a little more than an hour. I, I enjoyed the time I had with it. So I didn't think it was that bad. Uh, um, William Defoe as, as Ryuk wasn't Willem. bad. He's just Willem. not. The internet will get on Willem. you for that. It's Willem. Um, it's not bad. Uh, I think fine. he plays he was fine. the character well. There's just not a lot of him, you know. There's there's there was definitely way more of him um, in the original adaptation, and he's kind of a more interesting character when you kind of get to know his backstory. But yeah, well, I'm not, let, let I'm not me say this. Let me ask you this, Cass. If this had been adapted into a ten episode, twelve episode series, how do you think you would feel about it? depends on if they hit the things that that i would want right do they well, if they I hit mean, with with it having a little bit more time to flesh out a story do, do you think they w- it would have worked out yeah i think so okay all right i am inclined to agree in that i did I expected this because Jack and I talked about it on APOS. Jack watched it. Uh, he did not like it at all. So I was expecting I was expecting much, much worse than this. I, I went in with See, the expectations of being an, a jaded anime fan. And, and I, I came out thinking it was not it was not the train wreck disaster I expected it to be. I think that's the problem, right, is is most people going into this are going to be people who have watched the original anime and really, 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 really like that original anime or or have some feelings about that original anime. Right. So you're taking something that you've seen a, a few times and then you're you're looking at it and thinking about it and you're just like, um, Man, I, I I like that anime. That anime is really cool. Um, and then you're watching this thing. You're like, man, this is nothing like that. Which no, that's what it's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be anything like that. It's supposed to be a thing on, on its own, right? It's it's like when, uh, to me, I I attest this to something like you take you take Batman, right? Like let like let's take a character everyone knows and loves, and has had this happen to them. Um. Batman originally was kind of much like his friend Clark Kent, kind of a Boy Scout, just a silly character billionaire uh, who who solved crimes and did things in his comic books. And then Frank Gore came along and and Frank Gore, the running back, uh, Frank Miller. I don't know why I said Frank Gore. It's football season, man. Uh, Frank Miller comes along. Sportsoddsandends.com, everybody. Yeah, he comes along and he decides to to kind of rework what Batman is and he adds a lot of darkness to Batman and he adds a lot of depth to this this character right and no one likes it at first and everybody's just like man this is dumb but then over time as he gets to continue to tell the story which is why I think the thing that you say rings true if you if you had more time to tell this story in this way it it might change people's minds People that becomes the Batman that everyone knows, right? Like everybody now knows Frank Miller's Batman as 
the de facto style of Batman. And that's what everyone goes after, right? That's what everybody tries to recreate is the really dark Batman, the really gritty Batman. Um, And everybody makes their adaptation of that, whether you like it or not. Um, And you've got to give the director of this adaptation of Death Note for trying to take things in a bit of a different direction. And... I would say the results are not a complete disaster. No, but and I, I yeah. think I think it's just that. I think it is just particularly that thing that people have a problem with is it's just they they know the source material really well. So coming into this, they can't have an open mind. Their their mind is already closed to this before they even get there. And and luckily for me, I, I can I can detach myself from those things. Right. I've I've done this thing that we're doing where I review things and I, I have to kind of go into things with an open mind. And hey, originally I, I, I was I was the ghost in the shell guy. So, yeah, hey. I, I couldn't detach myself from things. And then I watch things and I'm like, OK, I'm going to take it at the value of what's given to me. Um. Yes, I understand that I like the original Death Note better, but I'm not I'm not I'm not wholeheartedly comparing this to that. I'm just looking at that and I'm going, okay, they they borrowed this. Okay, they changed that. Okay, they did this. Well, okay, so how does this stand? It wasn't on its a own? matter of it wasn't a matter of what you liked more or or what you liked less. It was mm-hmm. really a matter of this movie standing on its own as a story. And if you want to take some ideas and some interpretations and compare and contrast the anime with this, you can do that. If you really liked the Death Note anime a lot, of course this probably isn't going to be exactly your cup of tea. But if you watch it, again, for the Ghost in the Shell reference, as a standalone film, as an adaptation of Death Note, not a direct translation of death note that you know but its own unique adaptation that's fine and a lot of people aren't doing that which is kind of lame but you should be able to do that oh hit my mic um you know one of the best things i ever heard when it comes to these kind of things and it, it will ring true for me forever um, in, in the rest of my life, and I hope to to see that into other people's brains as well, is somebody once said, um, and this was when, and then this is a, a saying that's been out for a very long time, but it came up a lot when the Ghostbusters movie was coming out with the all-female cast rather than, than a re-adaptation of an all-male cast of the Ghostbusters. And somebody said, like, you can sit there and pout or I'm trying to remember the words exactly. Um, but they were like, you know, you're, you're instead of being mad about it and, and constantly comparing it to this thing that, that you once love, you can always just go back and watch that thing. Like this thing doesn't take away from the thing that you like, right? This movie doesn't take away from the Death Note anime. 
right? I personally this is now am not this thing. I'm personally not the biggest fan of the modern Star Trek movies, but it does not take away from my love of the older Star Trek franchise. Mm-hmm. And and you don't have to hundred percent like downtrod it and stuff like that. You have to realize a lot of people will have open mindsets, and a lot of people will go. Look at this. Even even for if for some reason, right? There's somebody out there who this is their first take on Death Note, and and they're like, "Hey, I watched that Death Note thing." And instead of being like, "Oh God, you you don't even know," just ask them what they thought about it. And then if they want, if they have an open mind, you're like, "Hey, there's this, uh, there's the original source material that you could watch. It's pretty damn good if you want to." And and that could just be the world that you live in. <laughs> like, you don't have to be that guy. You don't have to be that person that that just gets so angry that this thing exists. Like, it's it's fine, man. It's fine. Like, it's okay. So, wrapping up for me, positives. Light and his father. Mm-hmm. Not uh, light. Not turning totally into a maniac with a god complex. Yeah, I think that's one of the best parts, but this is your thought, not mine. I thought L overall was okay. Yeah. And Willem Dafoe as Ryuk was pretty good. Yeah. My, I think my, I think my negatives were oh. Mia <laughs> the, the soundtrack yeah. and the special effects okay and the third act where it all just oh yeah so 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 i'll just i'll just continue from yours right negatives for me are are i want to say bad direction in some parts um i think the setting overall isn't explored enough uh but that's a time constraint thing um Mia, yeah, she's kind of a ham-fisted character. Like she's so slapped in. I feel I feel like if you exclude Mia from this altogether and and or or you introduce her later as a as a co-antagonist, I think she fits better. Um because then I think early on what you can do is you can speed up a lot of that first act, right? Because a lot of that first act is is spent on the dynamic between Light and Mia. I think if you skip a little bit of that and come around to it later, as as the story tailors off, um, you can have more time for the dynamic between Light and and L. Right? You you can create a better cat and chase, cat cat and mouse thing with them. But I'm not the person who directed this, so that's that's just that's wishful thinking in hindsight um i think positives i think all the actors did really well with what they were given um i think the guy who played l whose name i don't have in front of me at the moment stanfield thank you uh did really well with that character type right because that is a hard character to play that is not that is not (laughs) a easy character to come up about um and i think light as much as i don't like how he doesn't 
fully, fully, fully kind of pull in who Light was in the series, I think he still does really well with the character that he's given. Um, he does kind of show a little bit of it towards the end, like the the super mind gamey thing that Light has about him in the anime, like is really shown off in like the last like ten minutes, right? Uh, because he's kind of put against the wall and he has to f- find a way out, and he just he does really well to find that way out. Except he misses one slight detail, which isn't a light thing to do, but that. We're, we're talking about at that point, two different characters. So um, I think, I think that's done really well. And I wish they showed more of that throughout the series um, or throughout the, the movie. And then other than that, like I said, it's not bad. I, I would, I would tell, I would tell people just to kind of go in with a grain of salt. I, I wouldn't say avoid it, but definitely go in with a grain of salt. Like, um, yeah, it's far it's, from the worst. It's, yeah, I, I just, I, just I, I also really don't love. Know, I really don't know what to do about the soundtrack, though. That, yeah, that the if soundtrack there's is. if there's one thing I could really uh, say, like the soundtrack. I, I did kind of scroll through some of the comments, and a lot of them do agree with you, where they're just like, "Why did you make this a movie rather than making it like?" an episodic thing where you could have more time for character development. <laughs> yeah. It, it, as a TV series or, or as a Netflix series with some episodes to tell the story, I think this actually would have been not too bad. Yeah. That's all I got, Kaz. That's all I got. I'll say it was not terrible. It's not terrible. Yeah, there's, it's it's definitely not terrible. It's definitely not bad. It just feels rushed. It feels really, really rushed, man. It yeah. feels like it feels like somebody walked into a room and was like, "They gave us the green light, and we got four months." <laughs> like what? <laughs> like, like, um, <laughs> like I don't. I, what do you want me to do, man? Write a script. You got, you got four months. You got, well, actually Go. you got four months for the whole project. So you probably got about a week. <laughs> like, write that script. Like now. But th- they, ma- they managed to get something together that was overall not terrible. Not yeah. terrible. But it's definitely, it definitely, definitely feels very, very rushed. It feels very, very, very rushed, and and it feels like it could have been a series instead of a movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. Like Netflix generally does things as Netflix original series. There's very rare moments where they do things as movies. So this was also a very just an odd thing for Netflix as well, right? Like to take something that they got rights to as a series and not. Make a I'm guessing series. they couldn't pay Willem Dafoe for a series. <laughs> yeah, maybe. And that's all I got, Cass. They, they, I, I, I now want to look into why they didn't make it a series. Like this is going to be something that eats at me, and I'm going to have to try to dig into that. But yeah, that's all. That's all I have as well. This has only brought up questions for me now. And one question we've got to figure out is: What are we going to watch next? 
I'm not sure yet. We I've, I've kind of been scrolling through Netflix as we've been talking to try to figure it out. Um, there's like a couple of things on here we could do. I don't want to do anything too long. I want to kind of keep it. Yeah, I, I, I kind of like. I've been looking at Voltron, but that's like three seasons already. Yeah, that's like three seasons at this point. Um. And before the show, I mentioned this show that I saw called What Happened to Monday? Because it looked kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, okay. there, look, there looks like there are a few things that might fit a little better. Um, how do you feel about Van Helsing on Netflix? Um, I'd, I'd be down. I'd be down to check it out. So, yeah, the, what the hell <laughs> is it? Yeah, the we're just looking at Netflix at this point, but yeah, I'm seeing Van Helsing from 2016. It's one season. Hmm. Okay, okay, and the adaptation on the, on the Van Helsing story in modern times. Yeah, that's what it looks like. What do you think? Okay, let's I, I, let's put it let's put it down. Let's check it out. See where it goes. I'm I'm somewhat familiar with Van Helsing a little bit from different adaptations episodes. of things. Thirteen episodes. Thirteen episodes is not bad. All right. Well, I guess we're locking so we're gonna, it in. We're gonna continue on this adventure. Why did I hit thumbs up on this? Fucking god damn it! Uh, we're gonna continue even watched on this it yet. I know. I was a fucking. Was, I meant to hit the my list thing. Um, we're gonna continue on this adventure. Of of reviewing things here on on two nerdy black guys maybe maybe we'll move on to different medium after this like a book or something like that um I was also thinking of that like like step out of just oh you know what dude I I have an Echo Dot oh and like I actually want to talk about my Echo Dot after fuck we're done. yeah we so do tech- can... yo there's so many things we could do we don't have to just do do visual mediums. No, no, no. And, like, I want to talk about something that happened with the Echo Dot after we're done. But, yeah. Okay. Van Helsing. We're going to do Van Helsing. All right. Thank- so we're gonna, Thanks we're for gonna listening to Two Nerdy Black Guys, everybody. Nope, I'm cutting it off. We're done. We're going home. Yes. Wrap what it have up. You got, what have you got going on, my friend? Sports Odds and Ends, which you are also a part of. We do that uh, nope, every I'm just couple of weeks. I'm, I'm uh, we gonna be out for a couple weeks because jvz has some irl stuff but we're gonna come back probably talking about the food of ball because uh it's football season ladies and gentlemen yes it is it is that the time national of the year. football league yep so we're gonna be talking about that um we're probably gonna i'm probably gonna try to bring up a little bit of what's going on with uh, some esports stuff, especially re- referring to League of Legends and how the Europe is is deciding to take action. I might want to talk boxing, Kaz. I, want, ooh, I might want to talk yeah, about yeah, boxing. Yeah. We can throw some boxing in there. Like that's all what right. this show is all about. It's all about it's all about different kinds of sports, things that catch your interest, all that. And more. So definitely something that we will talk about on that show, not this one. Uh, so go over to sportsoutsandends.com. Look that up. Check that out. See if it's something you like. See if it's something you fancy. So when we have a new episode out, you'll be ready. What else have you got going on, Mr. Cooper? That is, that's it. Oh, come on. I know you've got more than that. 
Tell the fine folks. Nope. You're, you're, you're a big Twitch internet streaming nope. video game star. You, you, I don't get all the, you get all the likes and the emotes, and you don't even have to show off your boobs anymore. Don't, don't do any of those things. Soon, hopefully. Soon. Well, you're, Once they you're, add new you'll internet be so good. Provider in this area. You won't have to show them. You won't have to show off the goods. And until then, you can follow him at King Kaz on Twitter, everybody, and and just check up on my boy Kaz every now and then. Just just follow him. He's funny. He's intelligent. He's a really good guy. He's good people. Good man's. Everybody, thank you for listening to Two Nerdy Black Guys. We're going to talk about Van Helsing in a little bit. And thank you so much for listening.